Hello everyone and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 3rd of October 2022. October already, wow, where does the time go? I don't know, it's Gary here again and how ace does it actually feel to come back from an international break and put in a fantastic performance and get a great result at the same time? We're so up and down as a team thus far this season and, and have experienced not just this season, previous seasons as well, some really silly performances after international breaks. So I go into literally every game thinking that we could win, lose, or draw on an almost every occasion, to be honest. So it's going to be up to us and our attitude and application in-game to determine what's going to happen. And that's the problem. We don't know what that attitude or application in-game is going to be like, whether it's before or after an international break, hopefully. Hopefully, as time goes on, Giovanni gets the guys a bit more consistent. But thankfully, Saturday's early start produced one of the better performances after an international break. So that was terrific. So on to that very game, we did indeed just have the one game. And it was just great to get back to competitive action. <clears throat> and there are a few places I'd, I'd rather not have started back after the international break than, than Tynecastle, quite honestly. It's a really tight pitch. The fans are right on top of you. The fans who, by the way, disappeared pretty quickly on Saturday, didn't they? <laughs> but uh, the fans are right on top of you. And, and, and Hearts have had a, a very solid start to the season. I think I mentioned that last week. In fact, had they beat us, they would have gone ahead of us in the league table, albeit on goal difference. So nobody wanted that. And all of that was pretty irrelevant, as it turns out, as we produced an absolutely brilliant and controlled performance to run out relatively easy 4-0 winners. It was it was such a, a solid and mature performance, and one that I have to say I didn't overly expect, if I'm being dead honest. And I think that's the key, as I mentioned there at the, the top of the pod with this current squad. You just don't know what team is going to show up on any given occasion. And not that I'm all... Dr Doom or anything before the game, I'm very, very rarely like that actually, but I, I just wasn't sure how the team would handle the start to a, a very busy, very important month and, and what is usually a very tense and hostile atmosphere against a team who typically don't give us a lot of time and space on the ball and as was proven with the game against the EastEnders earlier in the season, we just don't seem to react well when we get hustled and harried and, and things like that. But all of that was dispelled in just six minutes when Antonio Cholak, who Chloe, my niece Chloe tells me, is now called Tony Goals. Tony Goals slammed home the first goal. A great start and a great finish. Um, and he started and finished the move himself uh, after a brilliant cross from Ryan Kent as well. Just an absolutely superb goal. And, and Scott Arfield should have made it too, not long after, after setting himself up very well inside the box for a shot, but he put it wide. Cholak made it to around, what was it, around about 29, 30 minutes, something like that, after a, a great uh, sliding ball from Rabi Matondo. Good to see him get a start as well. And not long after that, uh, their head case, Devlin, got, got himself a, a completely deserved straight red card after a stupid and ridiculously dangerous stamp foul on Matondo. Like, in nowhere, nowhere land, right next to the, the dugouts. He runs 20 or 30 yards don't know what he's trying to do. The guy's just a, a the boy's just an absolute clown. And 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 I, I I my only memory of this guy is him just fouling his way through game after game after game against us in recent seasons. So he finally gets what he deserves and and a bit of an early bath. 
I would like to know specifically what Giovanni said to him um, as he had Devlin's head in his hands for a wee bit and was talking to him immediately in the aftermath of, of the red card. And I, I think, did I read it or did I, did I hear Giovanni say it? I can't remember, but he just said, like, you know, he admires him as a player, he doesn't have to do that sort of thing, you know, just stick to the football and, and leave the leave the aggressive stuff out of it. Um, I was kind of hoping he was actually going to pull his head right off his shoulders and then maybe kind of puke down his neck and put his head back on or something like that. I just don't like that wee guy. Which no doubt means he'll end up at Ibrox at some point and I'll be like, oh, he's been one of my favourite players for years. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, how how fickle we are. But anyway, we, we then scored a perfectly good uh, third goal just before half time that was incredibly chopped off. Uh, for a, I'm assuming it was a foul. On, on Craig Gordon when he actually ran into his own player um, before Arfield tapped it in. So just an unbelievable, unbelievably bad decision and, and one, you know, just uh, with the timing that you just worry it might be material and, you know, in the, in the wider game scoreline, but thankfully it wasn't. So still, but still nowhere near good enough from the referee standing looking right at it, you know. The second half felt kind of somewhat routine. I thought Hearts might have came out and had a real go at us, but I think... I think they're just not that good, you know, being able to, to rattle us like that. Certainly in that game anyway, we controlled the game and, and get a third from Alfredo Morelos on 76 minutes, a brilliant strike he hit. And then Ryan Kent finally finished off the day very well for us with a brilliant goal and an extra time. And, you know, just a, actually a brilliant hit he had as well. Great to see him on the score sheet again. I heard today that that's his first goal since like February or something like that. So that's incredible. It's, and that's a, a, a thing that's really lacking. Um, in terms of, of um, his overall play, his, his, his ability or inability to score. And 4-0 was, was what it finished, the job done. So positives from this game, obviously the brilliant result, a clean sheet and four goals away from home is, is always fantastic. And and against a team like Hearts, is, it feels like a wee bit better, you know. We also uh, managed to manage the team with Tuesday's Liverpool game in mind. I think that's what we were doing anyway, giving Ben Davies some minutes and then a bit of a rest at half-time, although he was on a yellow card. And Ryan Jack and Tony Goals getting a bit of a break too. So, you know, kudos to, to Giovanni and his team. Good squad management overall, I would say. Just great to see Alfie and Ryan Kent get back on the score sheet too, as I mentioned. And, and Tony Goals... I think I said before, this fella just does his best in every single game. And when even when he's having a hard time as a lone striker in Europe, he just runs and does his absolute level best for the team. What an attitude. And he's just a goal machine, isn't he? And sometimes I think that contribution and goal return isn't quite being lauded enough, certainly from my vantage point here over in Canada. I'm not sure I can remember in recent times, the last time that we had a striker truly hit the ground running like Cholak has, and and I just went back immediately, went back to Marco Negri back in, in the, the late 90s, 97, who who started on absolute fire and we all thought he was going to get about 50 goals that season. I think it was like 31, 32 prior to the kind of January. And then he got the squash injury and then the rest was uh, history and unfortunately not the history that we or Marco were, were hoping for in, in hindsight. But anyway, back to Tony Goals, his enthusiasm. I love that, Tony Goals, I really do. His enthusiasm, his instincts, his skill and in general all-round play is absolutely brilliant and long may that continue for both um, us and him, of course. Negatives, I'm going to sound a wee bit spoiled here, but I thought we really could have put hearts more to the sword um, than we did and, and scored more goals. And Gordon Smith on the, the Rangers TV commentator duties had explained that 
he had watched Hearts beat Motherwell. I think it must have been in their last game. I don't follow Hearts um, other than when we're playing them, but I think it was in their last league game before the international break, and they beat Motherwell 3-0, but he said that they could Motherwell could have had a number of goals um, before Hearts started scoring, so maybe Hearts aren't quite as good as we were anticipating. So if there was any negatives to take from the game, I would have liked to, us to have, have really went for more goals and you know, to help re reduce the, the goal difference at the top of the table, which is, you know, still pretty materially different right now. I think it's 12 goals or something like that right now. But I'll def definitely take the four, uh, you know, it could have been more. And uh, I get that we have another eight games to manage this month, so you don't want to shoot your boat too, too early, I suppose. So maybe I'll just sit down and shut up about that particular one. On the referee watch, I thought, overall, Stephen McLean had a solid game, although the two he had two major decisions to make and he only got one of them correct the bigger decision of course was the sending off of Devlin in the first half and he got that one absolutely superbly correct and the second one was the one I explained a wee bit earlier with the Arfield goal and as I said he's just looking right at it I've got no idea what he thought he saw I mean this is where VAR is going to make a massive difference because especially you know if it's a goal they will automatically check it if it's a, a, a red card they will automatically check it assuming the rules are similar to what, what we experienced down with the English Premiership so yeah that, that'll help when we bring it in mid-season so other than that he didn't make any other glaring mistakes or bad calls that I can remember so I'm going to I'm going to be generous and give him a 7 out of 10 so that's one game of the nine down and we literally couldn't have got off to a better start so we now move on and as I mentioned last week we have huge games in three different competitions which is going to be very material to see what our season is going to shape up like so I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of it is if we have four nils for the next eight games I am more than willing to accept that listen or remember where you, you heard that first let's just say that <laughs> so two games this week starting with tomorrow's Champions League game at Anfield against Liverpool and I was just reading before I started recording today that we have never played Liverpool competitively in a, in a European match so or maybe competitively in any match so that's pretty exciting and I have to say I just I just love the feeling when I get to say this sort of thing just thinking how far we've come in just in just 10 years and now we have a double header against Liverpool Liverpool been in the Champions League final three times in the last five years and then before we take on Ajax and, and Napoli afterwards just an absolutely incredible achievement by our wonderful club and but you know apart from one kind of freak 9-0 result earlier in the season Liverpool have been kind of like us haven't they like you know below their lofty standards this season and and they succumbed to a dodgy 3-3 draw at home to Brighton on the weekend and they were actually 2-0 down at one point brought it back to 3-2 to them and then lost a late equaliser so just very unlike them and after 7 games they've only got 10 points which for them must be a real shock I mean after 7 games Liverpool teams of the last what 4, 3, 4, 5 seasons would have 18 to 21 points by now no doubt and I would suggest they're already out of the, the title race, I suspect, which must be a downer for them with the way that Man City and Arsenal have started the season. So maybe the Champions League is a welcome relief for them. I didn't see their game, but by all accounts, uh, Ryan Kent has a real, real opportunity to rip Trent Alexander-Arnold Alexander apart as he's having a wee bit of a nightmare right now, which doesn't bode well for him or England. 
as they are gearing up for the World Cup. But this is what it's all about, isn't it, Bears? A legendary club who are undoubtedly one of, if not the biggest in Britain, involved in a real battle against a team from Liverpool. Bring it on, is what I say. Yes, you heard it right. Our second game is at home to the team from the most beautiful town in the United Kingdom, as voted by, by me. And that's Samarin and uh, the Saints have been absolutely flying thus far this season and, and of course took points off our East End rivals just a couple of weeks ago. So this is the makings of a really good game for uh, for, for us on, on Saturday. So kind of like I said with Dundee United, kind of like I said with, with the Hearts game as well, just any sort of victory to keep our domestic momentum going will do just fine in that one. For RTV, we had a few personal and one club voucher expire this past wee while which was was kind of not unexpected. There were a few vouchers redeemed around about the September time last year. And and so we did a wee bit of housekeeping to, to get on that. And other than that, I think everything was kind, kind of trickety-boo, as far as I can tell, in terms of the quality of the feed for the Hearts game. So, so that was good. <clears throat> shout-outs for shout-outs this week. Firstly, I would like to pass on all of our support and prayers to... Everyone affected by Hurricane Ian last week, they're just ravaging the east coast of of, uh, of the United States. On our, on our NARSA WhatsApp communications group, we had, we had good fortune to, to keep in touch with Colin at the Orlando Rangers Supporters Club, who kind of walked us through what he had to do in preparation for the storm and, and what actually happened during it. And during it, he was drinking red wine, he said. And the, the, the damage and destruction that was experienced as a result of it is absolutely frightening isn't it really you know scary scary stuff but i'm pleased to say that it appears that everyone from orlando rangers supporters club is is alive and well and and literally and figuratively picking up the the pieces from this latest freak of nature that they seem to have every now and again down there i just can't imagine that it's just so 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 awful for everyone involved secondly i'd like to wish a very happy 31st birthday to victoria Serrell. And her birthday was yesterday. And for the first time that I can remember, from a shout-out perspective, I had two people contact me to make sure the shout-out was delivered today. And firstly, on Saturday, it was it was Big Hugh, Victoria's dad, who reached out early this time to avoid a repeat of last year when he was late asking for it and got his arse handed to him by the family, I'm fairly sure. And secondly, Victoria's latest squeeze little Matty McDonald that reached out um, on the day of yesterday um, to ask for the shout out. So father and partner did the same thing. Isn't that sweet folks, isn't it really? Happy birthday or happy belated birthday Victoria. I hope you had a brilliant day and got spoiled rotten all day by both fine gents. Knowing them as I do, I'm sure you did. Finally, on the shout outs for this week, I wanted to send a wee get well message to my beautiful niece, Chloe Carey, who had her wisdom teeth removed last Thursday and is now slowly but surely recovering from that. I hope you're on the mend, Chloe. It didn't do you uh, any harm, obviously, because you were the one that told me about Tony Goals on Saturday morning, and that's his name from this point forward. So I hope you're doing great now, Chloe. Lots of love from your drunkle Gaz. Actually, do you know what? I'm going to do one ad hoc shout-out at the end of this. You might remember, for regular listeners, a while back I had mentioned that I became a certified coach, you know, life coach, leadership coach, stuff like that. And I got my second qualification 
on that very topic from the International Coaching Federation just this very morning. I sat the exam at uh, quarter past six my time this morning. The, the conditions of sitting, it had to be very strict and you couldn't have anyone else in the house. I had to prove to the, the wee guy, wherever he was, that there was nothing on my desk. I wasn't going to cheat and stuff like that. And I did the, I did the three-hour exam this morning and I managed to pass it. So I am now internationally certified as well. Boy, oh boy, like, like, I mean, see the things that you get, the education that you get and, and the eye-opening experiences you get on the NASA Weekly Update podcast, you are very, very welcome. So I'm very pleased about that and uh, to get that done, so I thought I'd just mention that too. For NASA 2023, I can officially confirm that it's 255 days and 36 weeks until Toronto Midtown hosts the biggest bash of the Overseas Rangers year. 55 still has a ring to it, doesn't it? It really does. I can't wait to be able to say 56, but 55 still feels good. We did have a bit of activity last week, mostly around the travel packages, which resulted in a meeting uh, of the minds between the hotel and our convention committee and Rosie from the Holiday and Flight Centre this last Friday morning, early in the morning, that one. And one one challenge that has to be navigated is the the... You know, and things like this is the increased communication channels that are introduced when more stakeholders are introduced into the mix. And I think that we managed, I, th I hope, and the fact I'm pretty sure we did manage to get beyond that by getting everyone, almost everyone on a Zoom call and getting everything ironed out. So what this means is that I'm confident that we're now fully on track to get the hotel and travel packages and possibly even the event tickets um, out there for, for bookings of the week or for the week ending October the 14th, which as you'll know is, is uh, next week. So that's where we're going to target to and I really sincerely hope we can get that done. We're not hugely behind, but, but, but we're a wee bit behind now. And I have to admit, uh, I was a wee bit grumpy on the call on Friday, as I'm sure people that were on the call will attest to. I just want to get this finalised and get it out there and, and the complications that we were experiencing were mostly communication and they're just, they're avoidable and they're just annoying. So of course, I know that everyone is doing their absolute level best and this is the first time that we're introducing a travel partner, so I should be a wee bit more patient. And I will be now that we have a plan in place that everyone has committed and agreed to. So more details about what you can expect in terms of the process will be discussed on next week's pod. So don't expect anything material between now and then, but uh, we'll get you the information you need on Monday. I, I did uh, get contacted by a couple of people last week also saying that the travel packages were already published on the website at theconvention.com and it was it was published in error during their website development testing process. So that was a wee bit of excitement to manage for a couple of days last week as people were like, the dates are wrong, there's nothing there about the tickets and stuff. I was like, yep, 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 we'll get it fixed. So we got it taken back down again. So shouldn't be too much of an issue then, but there will be a dedicated site for people wanting to book their travel packages. We did have a wee bit more dialogue with the flute band last week also and we'll continue to chat with them to see if we can make it work for them as we as we move forward. I'm hopeful we'll be able to broker a situation that's going to suit everyone on that as well. Other than that, I do know that Toronto Midtown are also working hard on their excursions and I hope that we'll have a wee bit more to share around about mid-month, maybe, maybe just towards the, the kind of second half, the early second half of the month to get some of them out there for bookings as well. So we're getting there on the on the major mechanics and, and as I say, I, I'm starting to feel a wee bit better about it now. I'd just like to transition some of the 
ownership away from ownership is not the right word, but it's, you know some of the activity from NARSA to our, our guests, you know, and and, and get going on that because that adds to the excitement and it gets a wee bit of a buzz going as well. On the communication front for for this past week, um, Rangers announced on Friday that the fourth kit for the season, season 2022-23, was now on sale and I believe it was the kit that was leaked by Sports Direct a couple of weeks prior. You know, what what a, what a bunch of disgusting, unprofessional petulance uh, there are in that organisation. Just get your pathetic egos in check and start to act like adults for once in your lives and put and put whatever is in the past behind you, figure out where you're at right now and move forward. That's the coach in me talking here, folks, by the way. So anyway, in, in, in recent Rangers communications fashion, there, there was no, I didn't see any build-up or any way to get as excited during an international break when we're trying to get excited about some Rangers stuff and then just bam, the, the fourth kit and maybe the final kit launch for the season. And and I have to say, you know, I really really like this one. And and interestingly, they've launched it with no sponsors on the replica the replica kit this time, so it doesn't look like the like a like a formal uh, kit. You know, like the like the other the rest of the shirts with all the the adverts and and stuff like that. You know, they they've got a, the kits are starting to look a wee bit like a Formula One uniform these days, <laughs> um, aren't they? But uh, yeah, they, they've they've done that. My own personal challenge is that I've already purchased the previous three kits for the season and I just can't philosophically pay out anymore uh, this season, which is really too bad because I would probably have preferred that one instead of the red and white one. But of course, I didn't know that at the time. Oh, well, one wee comment I'd like to, to add in here on the quality of the shirts this season. When I got my home shirt uh, months back now, I'd mentioned on this pod that I absolutely loved it and I still do. Uh, but the more I've worn that one and the second one and the third ones, the, the more I'm realising the overall strategy here. You might remember the club had announced that you'd be able to buy a pro version and a regular version or whatever their word was that they used. And I did wonder how great the pro one must be as all the other shirts that I've ever bought um, from Castor have been great, like really lightweight, really easy to wear, you know, a lot of um, manoeuvrability in it and things like that. But what, it be, what appears to have turned out as is that the pro wear is the same style and quality of shirt that we used to be able to buy at the regular price and the now standard or regular ones that we get to buy, unless we were willing to pay an absolute premium, they're a lot heavier and a lot thicker. The material is a lot thicker and it's nowhere near as flexible as we used to have before. And I, I, I get to a point, the rationale and, and strategy behind this, but I have to say I'm a wee bit disappointed with the quality of, of what I'm getting for my money now. And they're just, it's you know, it's just a bit more difficult to wear and nowhere near as, as comfortable. I'm not complaining, as I say, I, I still do love them, but the difference in quality and feel from, from what I used to get for, for the same amount of bunce is not uh, even close and not um, in a good way. I mean, I used to now and again go for a run and I would just come, you know, go for a run straight after the Rangers game and just keep my Rangers shirt on. There's zero chance I could do that with the, with the new one uh, without uh, ripping me um, some uh, some new nipples, I would think. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, you may also have heard James Bisgrove on Heart and Hands Network last week where he talked through a whole bunch of questions that had been posed to him from from David Edgar. 
I always find James to be very well spoken, very educated on the topics that he's discussing and, and refreshingly, you know, honest, quite quite frankly. And, and if you're a subscriber to Heart and Hand and you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. It's it's really it's really a good listen. And and James, I believe, also did an interview for the Rangers Review, which is along the similar themes and, and topics where he was just talking about season ticket prices and sorry, more so Champions League prices and the catering and some other bits and pieces. Nothing in there about the Sydney Cup or anything like that. They just weren't allowed to talk about that sort of thing. And and I believe also Stuart Robertson did a, an interview with the Rangers Review as well, where he was actually adding a wee bit of insight in there to, I haven't read it yet, but I heard about it, where he's adding a wee bit of insight into the player trading model and who's all involved in the player trading model and, and you know what that process looks like in terms of whittling it down, where the manager comes in and, and provides his input and things like that. So pretty fascinating. I'm going to actually check that out and if there's anything more material to share on that, I maybe I maybe pop it in to the notes for next week as well. A quick reminder about our Rangers Football Club partners, Orange County, having their game against the Rangers official partner, Hamburg, on Tuesday the 15th of November. As I mentioned last week, the tickets are on sale for this one. Forgive me if they're sold out already. I didn't check it before I started recording, but if you're in or around the Orange County area that week, go check it out and enjoy some beer at the same time. I'll keep the link in the, the blurb for tonight's pod if you fancy checking that out. On the memorabilia associated with the Rangers 72 film, it literally was ready to go yesterday. We had the communications lined up, we had everything ready to go and then I did a last minute uh, test to to make sure that the link that was on the PDF that we'll share as part of the communication actually took you to the point where you could you could um, you could purchase it, and I got an error message. I got an error message in every browser that I tried. So I contacted the the company last night. It would have been about eleven o'clock their time last night to say, hey, we need the link fixed, or we need another link, or we need another way to communicate this information. I was hoping to hear back today, but I didn't hear back today. So I'm not going to rush them because they've been waiting for ages for me. And it's been my fault completely on this one, folks. But as soon as they get that link fixed, as soon as they do the testing, as soon as it works out. And when I say testing, I mean, I want to go buy one before anyone else, just in case it runs out. <laughs> Perks of the job, folks. Then I'll... I'll get that. We'll get that out there, and, and then you can you can take a wee peek at that, and that'll be the same. Um, I think what we'll probably do is is get that one out there for a week and a bit or so, and then we'll do the we'll do the five stars captain's dinner one for um, a wee bit maybe later in the month, maybe coincide with Halloween or or something like that. We'll see. Okay, my friends, that will do it for this week. As always, I cannot thank you enough. For, for taking the time to listen. Please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it. And until next week, here's to collecting our first points, plural, in this season's Champions League and continuing our domestic resurgence as this exciting month continues to throw game after game after game our way. Until next week, please do take care of yourself and all the very best. Cheerio.